Elevating the Human Experience Through Music with Carolyn Grant, Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I am the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host. I'm very pleased to have with me today Carolyn Grant, the executive director of the Museum of Making Music. Carolyn, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I always do a little bit of research on our guests and you know, even though we've known each other for two and a half years or so, uh-huh. I did not realize that you came from Guatemala. Yes, I I spent many years in Guatemala. I wasn't born there, ah. but I did move there at a very young age. Um, my father was sadly uh, killed in Vietnam. Oh, and so after that, uh, my mother went back and finished her PhD uh, mm. in archaeology. Oh, very and, interesting. And uh, she moved the family down to Guatemala, which is actually her homeland. She was born and raised in ah. Guatemala. So yes, I spent many years there. And then you made the jump from there. I don't know if this is a direct stop, so there might be stops along the way, but you ended up at the <laughs> University of Arizona. Yes, there was a European stop oh. on the way to Arizona, but yes, I did end up at the University of Arizona. Mm. Yeah. And I see now that you're, uh, well, I'm going to assume fluent, but fluent in Spanish, French, and English. Yes, I would say at one point in my past, I was fluent in all three languages. Right now, I'm a little rusty, especially in sure. French. Yeah. And English, no, English is, is, uh, <laughs> is, is good. Uh, and Spanish, I can converse uh, easily in Spanish, but I probably couldn't talk about the um, political situation in the world in Spanish, you know, sure, that level. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, it probably wouldn't take you long, though, to get back to that <laughs> level uh, once you have it. No, that's awesome. And you have been the executive director at the Museum of Making Music since 1998. I have indeed. Actually, I started at the museum in 1998 working for the founding director, Mm. who was uh, Sherry West, now Sherry Freeman, a dear mentor and friend of mine. Um, And then I became executive director, I think, in 2000, 2001, right in there. Okay. Uh And and that's around the time when the museum itself opened, didn't it? It opened in 2000. We opened to the public in 2000. Mm -hmm. We opened to the industry of musical products Mm -hmm. uh, in 1998. So I came on board right after we opened to the industry, but before we opened to the public. So I was involved in the um, process of getting the museum ready to open to the public. And then I've been there ever since. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is fantastic. So we were talking off mic before we started the podcast about your own band, your trio. So music's obviously been a big part of you. So walk us through that. Walk us through your experience with music that drew you to become involved in the museum to such an extent. Oh, my gosh. How many hours do we have? (laughs) This is a long story. So you're going to have to guide me uh, at some point. Um, So as a baby... My mother recognized right away that I lit up every time there was any sort of music Mm. around me. And so when I was five or six years old, she decided that I needed to start in music lessons. Mm -hmm. However, we didn't have a lot of money to afford that. So she took her grocery budget and carved out enough money out of her grocery budget 
to rent a piano and start mm. me in piano lessons. Wow. And, um, and so that is how it all began. It is thanks to my mother. Yeah, and her sacrifices. Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm. And so I took piano uh, for many years and also ballet. I just, the more I could be around music or involved with music, the better. Gee, uh, then I got away from music for a little while uh, in Guatemala. And then when I got back to the University of Arizona, I started off in languages. Mm. And then, you know, that I just always had that draw. I've got to play piano. I've got to play piano for mm-hmm. whatever reason. So I started taking private lessons and my teacher said that I should apply to the music school at University of Arizona. Mm. So I did, got accepted. Um, I placed well in the piano performance program and did that for a couple of years, but didn't finish my degree in music. I went back to languages. Long, 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 long story short, had one career, finished that career, got out of that career and just said, I can't, I have to get back to music. Mm. So my whole life has been this in music, away from music, back to music, Mm -hmm. in, away, back. And till I finally decided that life is pretty short. And if Mm. I'm really going to live my passion, I better find a job that that connects it all. And so I spent three years going through that soul search, job search kind of thing. And it was very, very difficult. And I happened, um, there's a very long story behind that, but I'll just jump to the part where I finally wrote a resume with a very clear intention at the top, which was, believe it or not, I would like to work in a museum, preferably about music. (laughs) And I took it to a temp agency right here in Carlsbad. Uh And um, I mean, I laughed, they laughed, like, where are you going to find that job, right? right? And three months later, almost to the day, they called me and said there was this music museum being built and they were looking for an assistant to the director and you're the like, rest is kind of history, you know. I, I interviewed, and it was a long. You know, Sherry put me through the through the whatever you call the it, ringer. the ringer yeah. on the mm-hmm. on the um, on the interview. But I did get the job, and I've been there ever since. And so I have been able to marry that uh, my my employment with my passion, that's and that's wonderful. made all the difference. So for folks who are listening to this, who maybe have actually not been in the museum ever, I think it'd be great for you to kind of share, you know, what the museum does and how, you know, I was privileged not too long ago to come see, Mm -hmm. you know, the remade museum, which we'll talk about in a bit, but um, just share with people, what is the real focus and, and what is the museum all about? That's such a good question. And I'm very excited to answer this question, but I'm going to start by saying what we're not. Okay. So in the world of music museums, there are museums about the history of instruments. Okay. We are that to an extent, and we are not that. Mm. There are music museums that focus on a particular celebrity. Mm -hmm. We are not that. There are um, museums that focus on a particular genre, you know, rock and roll, Hall of Fame, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We are not that either. So... We provide a very specific niche and view onto the world of making music. We are affiliated with a global organization, a trade association known as NAM, which stands for the National Association of Music Merchants. It is Mm -hmm. a global organization that supports the 
makers and manufacturers of instruments, the retailers, distributors, and publishers. Um, so the making and the selling of musical instruments mm-hmm. and products. We are affiliated with that side of the music world. Right. So our museum talks about and presents the ecosystem of making music, meaning what goes into providing the tools that musicians, music makers need to express themselves through music. The end result of our work is the music. Yeah. But we're the behind the scenes story at looking at tools. Yeah. What tools do musicians need? Why do these tools change over time? What are the drivers of change behind instrument development and musical genre development? How do the mm-hmm. two impact one another? So our museum is organized in three main themes. Making the instruments is the first gallery. And I can talk more in depth about sure. what's in each gallery later. But um, the second gallery is providing the instruments. So entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. um, retailing, distribution, how um, moments in history and in our economic history have impacted mm-hmm. um, the the sale of musical instruments sure. and the entrepreneur and the creativity that goes into surviving tough times, mm-hmm. um, which is why I love being part of the chamber because yeah. is, it ties in you know, so closely. And then the third is, um, our third gallery and third area is a video projection and immersion room that mm-hmm. drives home this visceral feeling of the power of music once that musician and that instrument connect. Yeah, And then what happens when that relationship develops and when that um, musician uh, decides to share that with the world. Yeah. That video room was powerful. I mean, having just gone through um, and had a nice tour from yourself uh, of the new remodel. So you've been open for over 20 years, about 20 years to the public, but before that, even Mm -hmm. to the industry. And but in 2020, when everything was a little off kilter because of the pandemic, you guys were able to maximize that time (laughs) to your advantage, in a sense, and do a massive remodel. Share with us about that. (laughs) That is the most uncanny timing. So we were planning on closing the museum in August of 2020. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we ended up closing March 13th. Mm -hmm. So we basically stayed the course. We did speed up a little bit on the construction phase Mm -hmm. and got that going. But um, starting in March, we all went remote. Mm -hmm. Um, We finished up all the design, all the architectural drawings, all of the behind the scenes. Well, not all. A -hmm. lot of the behind the scenes work. Um, Then um, a few of us went back on site last August and then watched the demo and reconstruction phase throughout. Uh, I think that was pretty much buttoned up in January. The difference where we really felt this extra time um, maximized, as you say, Mm -hmm. this extra time was along. We were going to originally open. We thought about February, then March, then April, (laughs) you know, and it kept getting pushed back. But what that allowed us to do was... um, test things out and perfect Mm. things so that what we would have done, you know, on days where we were closed after we opened to the public to assess and redo a few little things we were able to do before we opened, such as the audio, making sure Mm -hmm. the audio was working. 
comfortably and correctly throughout the different galleries. So we really use the time to the absolute ultimate. Yeah. (laughs) So now let's talk to the folks who had been there before the remodel and had, you know, are familiar with what the museum was. And, but now, you know, go into one of the exhibits in a little more depth for somebody and, and talk to them about the new interactive, you know, you just talked about the testing, the audio and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. So tease up a little bit for them if they haven't been back yet because it just reopened very recently. Just last week. Yeah, Yeah. so tease up for them what they have waiting for them. Yeah, so I would say as a general comment, what is waiting for them is a mm, broader and deeper experience. There's a lot of information now to explore and a very different method in which to explore it. Mm -hmm. So what we have are displays of instruments, Mm -hmm. um, of course, and then we have uh, touch screens in Mm -hmm. front of each display. And it is, once you've read the introductory panel on the wall, looked at the display, looked at some of the visuals, and then dive into the touch screen, that's where you dive in to this swimming pool of information. And we have it organized um, into stories. So there's a, a number of different stories about whatever theme we're presenting mm-hmm. that you can dive into. After the stories, then if you're interested in learning more about a particular artifact, you can press a you know press the number of the artifact, and up up will pop a um, description of the artifact, who loaned it or donated it to us, mm-hmm. the year of the artifact, the history behind it, and then also a close-up photograph of the actual instrument on display so that you can get up close mm-hmm. uh, to the instrument front and back. Then we have a watch and listen uh, button mm-hmm. where there you can listen to oral histories um, for those of you, you know, familiar with the music products industry, you can listen to an interview with Henry Steinway. You can mm. listen to an interview with Chris Martin of Martin Guitars, of Bob Taylor, yep. um, of our own San Diego's Taylor Guitars, yep. uh, Jamie Deering of Deering Banjos right here in San Diego County. So um, you really can get to know the people behind these instruments. Then you also can see, I feel like I'm going on and on. There's a lot to explore in each one of these. But you can also then click on factory footage and you can watch these instruments being made, both in factories and in small workshops, from guitars to synthesizers to pianos, you know, how they they, build the frames around those pianos. Um, And you, symbols, the symbol one is just fascinating Mm -hmm. to see how symbols are, are made. All of a sudden, you know, you the instruments that you're seeing on the wall take on a whole new meaning yeah. because you 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 meet the person behind that particular instrument. You see how it's made. You see how every single instrument, no matter you know if it's made in a factory or in a workshop, there's always hand tooling and hand yes. handwork involved with every instrument. Yeah. Um, and then finally, to wrap it all up in a nice bow, is um, the musical samples. So we've chosen all new musical samples throughout the museum. And that's where, ah, you see, okay. And then that's the final result. Yeah. 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 And I love the hands-on spaces that you have. I think when we got to go through and have a preview of it recently, a couple of things that really jumped out to me was the um, watching them shape a, a grand piano 
that was just something else, you know, never having even really stopped to think about that before. And then the symbol, like you mentioned, was very uh, neat as well. I told my wife that um, we need to book like a three, maybe four hour block of time and bring our kids because there's so much to delve into. It's so rich. It's not something you just blitz through in a half hour. That's, you know, it's funny you should say that. We've been watching the visitor experience. And yeah, I think in the previous uh, iteration of our museum, we were seeing people spend 45 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe an hour. Sure. Um, now we actually had a family, we've had a family spend four hours mm-hmm. in there. Another <laughs> one spent three hours in there. It's a minimum, I'd say, of an hour and a half yeah. to two hours. There's a diversity of experience now. You know yeah. what? The first couple of days, I just spent all day in there watching visitors interact with all yeah. this work we've been doing for these years. And um, I was just so humbled and excited to see these little nooks and crannies. Some people were playing instruments. Some were watching musical clips. Some were looking at factory footage. Others were in the video immersion gallery. Others were on yeah. the DJ station. Mm-hmm. You know, there was just people in all different places, having a diverse experience. It was just, I got chills, just maybe even a tear in my eye um, watching watching that. Well, like I said, it's very rich. It's a very rich experience. You have this um, phrase, I think it's on your website under like maybe your mission or values or something, but it says, I loved this, music and music making are essential elements of the full human experience. I really loved that and resonated with that. Um, All of my children are in music and music makers. um, But I love that music making as an essential element of the full human experience. So um, share with us a little bit about that. You know, like, why do you think making music is so essential to a full human experience? Well, I wrote that phrase. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I I struggle trying to put into words an almost unnameable power. Mm-hmm. So the reason I wrote it that way is because you can have a wonderful human experience mm-hmm. and not be involved in music, yeah. you know? However, music is a human communication. Yes. It is something that has been given to us as a way to fully express what we experience on this earth and mm-hmm. in our lives in a way that communicates differently, not better or worse, but it's different from the communication through words, different mm-hmm. from visual communication. And in my opinion, being able to experience that level of human connection Mm -hmm. through the beauty of the musical sound or musical expression is is something I wouldn't want anyone to miss out on Mm -hmm. in this life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's Um, really well said. And I think, you know, music cuts across cultures, you know, and, and so there's so much we can connect to from music across it, it, it's like it connects us all you know um and right now i'm enjoying there's and it's not just right now it's been going for a trend that's been going for several years maybe a decade or more maybe longer but um we're 
within the same song, you'll have artists, you know, mix their different cultural backgrounds. I love that. And so you'll have, you know, part of a song in Spanish and then part in English and, or, or whatever the case might be. Those are beautiful. I totally agree with you. And that's, in my opinion, that's like, that's creating a new expression, yeah. you know? And in fact, we have um, a touchscreen in the museum that's called Global Spotlight. Mm -hmm. And putting this Global Spotlight screen together, you know, the first intention was to say, okay, well, we'll do a clip of tradition and a clip of innovation. And mm -hmm. I said, nah, it, doesn't, it just doesn't, that's not quite right. You know, it's not quite right. So what we did is that we took certain countries and we chose two clips and one is called Echo mm -hmm. and one is called Evolution. Mm -hmm. The Echo clip is a musical expression from that area of the world that goes way back in time and continues to echo mm -hmm. in our world today. So that's one clip. Yes. The second clip is called Evolution and that is musical expression in a global community. So that's a, um, in a cross-cultural mm -hmm. community, something that clip shows the, um, combination of expressions from different countries. Mm -hmm. And so if you spend some time in front of that screen, you start to realize it is all one big musical mm -hmm. expression. And the more that we cross over and work with one another in creating these new expressions, the richer we become never forgetting the echoes of our traditional sounds, preserving those forever, and then bringing seemingly yeah. disparate expressions together. Right. That's That to me is the ultimate. Yeah, that's beautiful. You have a, a special exhibit section of your museum, and I think we want to mention that right now. Uh, I saw, you know, you have tools of synthesis right now. Is that still? No? Oh, that's what the website says. Whoops. We need to update the website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were going to ask me what I was going to do next. Well, yeah. uh, next we'll be updating the website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, I can tell you what's on. Yeah, tell us what's there right now okay. and then what might be coming up there soon and how long sure. those last. And Sure. So right now we have a special exhibition and it is called A Moment to Reflect. Oh, that's right. Okay, so you've you've walked through this museum, you've seen factory footage, musical clips, oral histories, instruments. I mean, you have just mm -hmm. been submerged in all of this. And so the final stop in this Moment to Reflect gallery is we're asking the visitor to just stop a moment and think about where this desire to express oneself through and using an object mm -hmm. you know, to amplify one's voice through the use of an object, mm -hmm. where that goes back to. Mm. And so on display are objects of nature, yeah. rocks sticks, bones, yeah. you know, and it's, it's just a meditative space yeah. for people just to take a moment and kind of bring it all full circle. Mm -hmm. You know, today we're a huge global industry, but it all started with that one little human desire to pick up an object and make a sound with it. Like the two-year-old banging on a trash can or just yeah. like that. Yeah. 
For sure. And that's wonderful. And so the special exhibits are, they are temporary yeah. and then they cycle? Yes. Yeah, so they typically are up around nine months, okay. sometimes six, sometimes a year, kind of depending on the artifacts that are on display sure. or the theme. And so actually uh, what's coming now that we've got the renovation done and are kind of on the other side of many things, yeah. uh, we're going to be putting together our special exhibition um, schedule. Calendar. We've got yeah. lots of ideas. Oh, great. The problem is just, it's not a problem, but it's the challenge is yeah. simply to figure out what to do when and in sure. what order. Yeah. Sure. So for the person who's now inspired and hasn't been there or has been there before, but is hearing all this and wants to come back, easiest way, especially for the newbie to find you. I mean, we're blessed. You're right here in Carlsbad, but if you don't know where you are, how can they find you? Go to our website, first of all, museumofmakingmusic.org. Google 5790 Armada Drive. Mm -hmm. We are right here in Carlsbad, right above the flower fields. Yeah, between so everyone, Legoland and the flower between fields. Between Legoland and the flower fields yep. and on Armada Drive between Carl Strauss and GIA. Yep. So it's right, right on that street. Yeah, we are very blessed to have you as part of our fabric here in Carlsbad, and it's wonderful Wonderful. I highly recommend it to everybody out there. Um, I know I my first visit was probably just a few months before the renovation started. So, and now uh, of course I've got to see it since the remodel and everything. And I can't wait to take um, my daughter who was with me the first time. I was describing you know the new experience, and she can't wait to come <laughs> back. And everybody's excited. So um, we'll be we'll be visiting soon, and we look oh, forward great. to it. Thank Great. you so much for taking the time to come and share your passion for music oh, yeah. and to share about everything that's going on. Thank you so much, Brett, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. And do um, ask for me if you come to the museum. I'd love to meet members of our community. There you go. Ask for Carolyn Grant, the executive <laughs> director. She would love to meet you. Thanks, Carolyn. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free creates goodwill and makes you feel great.